to the third episode of Roomies at, at the, the movies. movies. We're back with another episode. Um, if this is the first one that you're listening to, my name is Teresa and I'm here with Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing, we're doing <laughs> splendid today. And um, we're roommates, as the title yeah. tells you. And we are your local movie guides and... Um, for bi-weekly. all the independent cinemas in Amsterdam. Exactly, we have to stress that as well. Yeah. Um, and this is that podcast where we bi-weekly discuss what we loved and what we really hated in Amsterdam cinematic happening so that you don't have to figure it out on your own. Exactly. And so what is today's episode about? Today's uh, theme of our third episode is the tragedy of adulthood. <laughs> the tragedy of adulthood. Yeah. Adulthood, adulthood. Uh, we'll still have to figure out how we pronounce that. I pitch adulthood. <laughs> I say it's adulthood. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Anyways, uh, the point is being an adult is hard. Uh, and Adulting sucks. All of these movies today, coincidentally actually, uh, will be about what it's like being an adult and the challenges of being forced into being a grown-up, I guess, right? Indeed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, what are the movies that <laughs> uh, we want to talk about today, Theresa? Today, we are going to discuss The Nest, um, a 2020 production by Sean Durkin, mm -hmm. and Rocks, a 2019 production by Sarah Gavrin. That's what we're going to discuss in depth today. Yeah. And then we're each going to talk about, like, sh a little bit shorter, um, our selection of honorable or dishonorable, dishonorable mentions, mentions. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's going to include Kajillionaire, Children of Men, On the Rocks, and uh, Weathering with You. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's get started with The Nest, I would say. Let's start um, with The Nest. Absolutely. Yeah. A 2020 production and um, by Sean Durkin who is the director and writer of the movie. And it's a very tumultuous story, I would say. A um, very what? Tumultuous. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you could say so. I agree. I would say, right? It's very tragic uh, and deceptive, I would say. Because um, it kind of goes through the happenings of deceptive deceptions about class and money and how... Your dreams can be achieved, but then be broken so fast. And you can kind of get your heads in the clouds a little bit and I would forget say, to be grounded, right? Yeah. I would say if I would have to uh, summarize the message of this movie in one sentence, I would say it's about what's really important in life. Family. <laughs> really? No. Yeah. Um, all right. So... A little summary of the plot uh, would be, so this family who lives in New York uh, have a horse ranch. They're, they, the husband seems like this successful not businessman. Not in New York, not in New York. Is no, it no, no, not no, no. in New York? Well, in the beginning, but then. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. But they don't have a horse ranch in New York yet. She's just working there. Oh. Yeah. Well, first of all, we also <laughs> have to say it okay, stars um, the wonderful Jude Law and Carrie Coon. Yeah. Um, that's already a reason to watch it, I would say. If Jude Law is in a movie, I want to see it. <laughs> Although this movie made me 
kind of dislike Jude Law. Not gonna lie, I kind of forgot his charming persona, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, this man is kind of gross." <laughs> no offense to Jude Law, <laughs> it's just his character, Rory. He's so gorgeous, honestly. Yeah. He's so gorgeous. Um, but yeah, um, so basically, it starts off in New York, but very quickly they move to England into a very interesting Elizabethan style mansion that big ass mansion if i might say that it's huge that gives very much like a uh, horror film vibes yeah. honestly the entire movie we were like is this a horror film again again, again. it <laughs> happened last week to shirley and i remember last um last episode we said like i was like i'm not sure if i want to see the nest it looks fucking scary to me but um it's not scary it's very ominous right it's this the way they tell the story agreeing. the little jazz soundtrack on it that was very it's very dark it's very dark it's perfect I mean, for the season actually again it tells you the horrors of dealing with adulthood right mm -hmm. i would guess and um yeah so in in their new home uh in england basically their life starts to go kind of downhill and a lot of things about the husband rory start to be uh, uncovered and the deceptions of family and especially the wife, Alison, who is just so sick of this little like theater performance that Rory is putting on. And uh, I mean, I love the way they portrayed the wife in this movie. Yeah. It was definitely not like this helpless woman being like at the mercy of her husband and she was very much like actively kind of fighting and like uh defending herself and she never had was portrayed as like irrational or in any way and um i think this was really important in the way that she showed power in calling him how <laughs> calling him out on his bullshit because <laughs> he definitely was full of bullshit Yeah, he was very shallow. He yeah. was very shallow and had a very distorted perception of um, what counts and what's yeah. important. And I think it also um, is the story about a marriage that's just going through troublous, difficult times, and that kind of kind of goes downhill. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I also, I actually think the children are very important. So, like um, Alice and Rory, Carrie Coon and Jude Law, they have two kids. Um, one girl and one boy. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. important to mention that um, actually Allison's daughter is not um not Rory's, Rory's daughter. It's just the daughter. stepdaughter. Yeah, yeah, and I think that also um, created some tensions in the story for sure because he was always like, "Oh, let's take a picture with my mm. son," you know, mm -hmm. and kind of leaving out the daughter. Who actually they had a really great relationship while they were in New York, but I think in New York everything was sunny slid up, like everything was that's great. That's actually like the move was very symbolic of oh, how sure. um, everything was kind of going downhill, and like there was this incredible like scene of the horse dying. Damn, that I was didn't intense. know that a horse dying. So we have to say, um, Carrie Coon like works like that's Allison. She yeah. she um worked in new york they were a little bit more humble they lived like in a small little like apartment or a little house it, i don't remember it really i mean it but didn't it wasn't feel that humble no but in comparison to mm. what came afterwards it was like a kind of like a normal 
middle upper class family living situation and everything was happy like it was sunny you know everything nice and then they move into this guy like gigantic mansion in uh, elizabethan style it was crazy truly and um also i thought it was very interesting because they only showed us like two three rooms of the of the mansion but it seemed like yeah they could endless. still convey it seemed like a labyrinth it was like, like a college never like ending old crazy college, yeah. kind of um yeah. and so there's like this discrepancy between rory who things that he's really thriving and this is what he always wanted and he always says to his wife um this is what we always wanted this is what we mm. deserve even though for her it's really like she really suffers you can really see her suffering once she technically has it all you know like that's what the image that they like to portray to the outside and um so in england she has her own ho horse that um her husband bought for her From Because America, and they transported yeah, they it. I think, transported honestly, it I think that was also a very telling of how Rory's obsession with uh, showing off and being rich and excessive and And also lifestyle. what other people think about him. And that is insanely important to but him. But, like, uh, I think, like, the transportation of the horse shows, like, the damage of these excesses. Basically, like, who needs to bring a horse all the way from freaking america to england yeah you know how damaging that is and i think it was implying also the damage that he was doing to his family and the horse inevitably died from the tumultuous like travels that it went through i don't yes. think you know that's healthy in any way and also the family uh the kids as well as the wife like were so unhappy And so, while yeah. Rory was exhilarated in his fantasies of owning houses in Italy and telling all these lies right in front of his wife to while his co-workers. he was co going bankrupt, in fact. Yeah. Like, he was just spending <laughs> and spending bills. and spending and spending and spending because he thought <clears throat> that that is what makes, like, what impresses people, what yeah. makes you valuable makes you worth it and um he completely lost sight that was this very impressive scene like towards the end this is a spoiler i'm sorry um where he took a taxi like took a cab to go home and he had this insane like conversation with the taxi driver did you notice by the way it was so good that you couldn't see his face like the taxi driver's oh, yeah. face that was really cool yeah um and the taxi driver is just like a simple man kind of i think that's what yeah. he was supposed to be um and he kind of sets him straight And he tells yep. him, like, what, that he fo should focus on his kids. And, like, also Rory is so delusional. Like, he's yeah. so not, like, he absolutely completely lost touch. I to really the world, liked it when Rory was kind of saying, yeah, I'm a good dad to my kids. I'm an I, amazing father. I'm the best. I never laid a hand on them. I, like, provide for them. And then the taxi driver just goes, like, well, that's kind of the bare minimum that you should be doing, you know? And... Then I think when the taxi driver actually just like is like get out of my car because I know yeah. you're not gonna pay. You just told me that yeah, you don't have any you money. You just told me that you're a con artist, kind of. <laughs> so what's the point of me driving you? And then he kind of had to walk all the way to from his from the home. middle of nowhere because basically um, he works in London and it's like kind of in the countryside. The house is like mm. in like outer surroundings of London. I'm guessing. Um, I think what's important to say though, like this, this film doesn't take any risks. 
like it's not an experimental style yeah. or something or like experimental acting techniques. There's nothing that you haven't seen before. However, really, it's very sophisticated. It's a very layered, complex, very well composed story. Yeah. So it's like it's I a solid. It feels very timeless to yeah. me. I think also because it's set in, I would guess, like the eighties. I think it's supposed to be, but it never really. Yeah. They never reveal it. They, they never ne- say yeah. anything. And it about pretty it. much could be any time. Yeah. Like, es- especially I feel like the the um, the portrayal of those like different classes. Mm-hmm. Um, the daughter like finds friends in the village, like, like I don't know, village youth kind of, you know, and she has a party and like that kind of party, like. I've been to parties like that. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it felt very super real to me and very yeah. timeless. It could be, it could be today. It could be twenty years ago. It could be fifty years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think that makes it still like relevant today. I feel like, and also I think a lot of people probably can relate to it because, um, yeah, I think for parents is probably really insane to see because I feel like. In this movie, like the kids are the real strong ones, you know, the kids are the strong characters because the parents kind of go insane and like completely lose sight of their parental. Yeah, I mean they're suffering a lot, and also as well, of course, of um, course, kind but of like, like the little witnessing. Boy, damn. They're like witnessing all of these things happening, and I, yeah, especially the little boy, uh, his <sighs> sister, kind of it's it almost feels like his sister also abandons him. Yeah, uh, she's just like. In puberty, you know, she's Once growing they, up. She she just wants to yeah. be but liked it's just and have start, friends. But it honestly yeah. just starts once yeah. that they're moved to uh, England, which is... It changed everything, the so whole dynamic. So crazy. And, um, I mean, yeah, I just want to say, like, I think that the way they told the story, however, I don't know. I just loved the colors and the way yes. it's told and um, how there's this creeping... Um, tension coming up it feels very especially like there's this point where everything is happening at the same time the wife is like out partying dry uh, this is all spoilers i'm so sorry but (laughs) the uh wife is in the car drunk driving Mm -hmm. and it feels like she's about to crash the daughter is like getting wasted and drugged at the party party. the entire house is like busy and And then the little boy discovers like the dead horse in the but what backyard. exactly did discover? That is a question. Well, I, I think don't I don't understand that part. I think they'd maybe just buried it really badly. But basically, at the end, the horse that they buried in the backyard, uh, kind of you can kind of see I remnants like of it coming. Maybe up. they buried it alive on accident. That's what I thought. Like, well, I think actually that was such a symbolic scene when, like, the horse, she, like, the um, Allison was riding the horse and then it died, like, under her. It just yeah. collapsed. And that was so insane. That huge, massive body was so impressive. But, but maybe, I don't think he but was. But it looked buried like it was alive. breathing. I don't think so because the, um, the farmer shot it. Fair. You know, the, they shot Fair. it to make sure that it's actually dead. Maybe it's just his fantasy. I don't know. Was like that was a very scary scene. Actually, he was like walking through the fields in the fog, like looking at the yeah. horse. Oh, and scary. then the dad, like in the taxi, yeah. and then he was just dropped off <laughs> in, in the, the middle, middle of, of nowhere. nowhere. Like the rising tension. I th- I just think this movie was really not 
it was not overdone. It was very tastefully made. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Even though like it didn't take any risks, I think. No, but not every frames, movie has to. I feel like the frames were amazing, w- especially yeah. like the nest. And then they would have like these frames where you can see the house behind all of the branches and yes, stuff. Was I was really like, cool. oh my god, this is so great. That was really cool. And for the entire like in the the opening, the beginning for the first like maybe five to ten minutes, you cannot see the faces of both Allison and Rory. You can yeah. only see them either in profile or like from very far away and then like it hits you with a close up yeah. when Rory has a phone call where he decides that they're gonna move to England. And I think like Sean Durkin, like he certainly like I would say he has a really big talent for composition. Like, because the composition was extraordinary. Like he really knew what he was doing. Like he knew his craft. I think that's like really a really solid, well done movie. I and would say. I also think that the whole like not showing the face is because I feel like we really only see their true faces once they That's are true. away. You know, because it's like they reveal them in the U.S. It feels like they're just living this American dream that which Rory is also is an interesting message actually about, about America. Yeah, so. and then I mean once Rory who is a British man, by the way, mm-hmm. goes like, I think everyone should be American. Yeah. And like, you know, once they're away and away from these American dream delusions, we can see their real faces. And I think that's very, very like masterfully made in this movie. Yes. It's good that's, cinema. Yeah. It's good uh, proper <laughs> where, where did we watch it at Cine Center? Yes, we watched yeah. it at Cine Center. We've been going to Cine Center a lot yeah. lately. Like we didn't used to, but lately, I mean, I really like going to Cine it's Center. It's very nice. I like it. It too. feels very like elegant. Elegant. To me. It feels yeah. very classy too. <laughs> and I think this is actually a very good movie to see at the Cine Center because yeah. it's like so. It's like this is what going to the movie should feel like. It you know? has like this more elevated feel. Old to school it. kind yeah. of. It's nice. And I mean, I think it's mainly older people that yeah. also go to Cine Center. Like I think Lab has, for example, like a more youthful Young audience. Arty while kind of um Cine Center you definitely see like maybe working people up to their forties, even older. Older I don't know. Older, older I would say. But uh yeah, we watched it at Cine Center. I think this is a great movie to watch with anyone who is interested in themes like this or I not think bored of if this? you can you should go with your parents just That's actually saying. I was thinking of that but <laughs> you know since we're all students and our p- parents are not here <laughs> yeah if your parents however have maybe um relationship troubles right now I'm not uh, sure if it's the best yeah. movie to see or if you yourself find yourself in relationship troubles I don't know <laughs> I don't know if this is the best movie for you to see but I think as a child, take your parents. That's great. Oh, yeah, I think uh, this is a good recommendation to parents as also, well. Also, or like much. older people. And discuss it with your parents yeah. afterwards. I would love to see. Like, yeah. I'm going to recommend it to my dad. He should watch it and I want to know what he has to say. <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think it's still being screened. So yes, definitely go see it. Uh, should we move on i think we really have to we yeah. kind of got lost oh my God. Here. damn it's already so <laughs> <Yeah>. late <laughs> all right um next one is rocks um it's a 2019 production by, by sarah gavin yeah we watched it yesterday so the impressions are still very fresh very fresh and, and i'm very in emotional. love with this movie <laughs> i'm in love with this movie <sighs> i really enjoyed it it was so good i 
think like from the pictures to the story to the characters and how raw it felt and true i mean theresa went on and on talking about how it felt like a video diary or it like felt a just vlog. so genuine and real to yeah. me and very interesting like okay so we'll get into the plot and everything but before we tell you about that it's really important to say that all of the actors i mean the cast were contributing in building this world that mm. they're set in and i think they're very involved in it mm. i think this is you also part of their everyday life um, not necessarily the specific story that uh, the movie tells but definitely this uh culture that they're in mm -hmm. is it's very an all female production yeah. which i really appreciate um and it's mostly uh, black and people of color black people people of color which is also amazing to see and it's set in london and actually it's interesting because both of the uh, movies that we're talking about today are set in london or like the london surroundings and they could not be more different oh my this god this is not the kind of london that you see <laughs> yeah. in movies usually but this I, is how it really is most part of the film i wasn't even like thinking oh this is in london or whatever like only in the beginning you kind of see a beautiful landscape of it but they're so from afar, distant yeah. from it they're just looking at it as if you know as if we would just travel to london and we're like wow marveling at you know yeah, the big building they live in london yeah but i really appreciate because this is something that you don't see very often it's a very unglamorized depiction of real life i would say um yeah. and it's basically it's the story of a group of girls um a, a close friend group yeah. and one of the girls her name is rocks that's why the title of the movie is rocks as well um rocks as in a rock not with an x oh yes yeah which um, is important to say because yes. i think um her character like she has to be so strong so strong but because basically yeah. um she lives together with her mother and her little brother um and in the very beginning of the movie the mom leaves the children alone um and, her and it's not brother, the first time no it's the second time she kind of the abandons them she not only leaves she leaves a letter them. and some money and that's it and she yeah. just leaves and like how old would you say are the kids like maybe like i was wondering about it a lot actually because at some point i was like thinking emmanuel like the little brother mm -hmm. is around eight probably i would say so too or maybe even um, younger but then i was i was under the impression that they only had four years age gap but you know rocks would then be only 12 and no, I, i don't I think she's she like is. 14 15 yeah i think she's 14 15 and i think um honestly this movie also tells a lot about how um a lot of children of color are not perceived as children always like that's true they have uh, to grow up very fast they have to grow up very fast and sometimes uh you see them portrayed as like not having this childlike behavior and having to be very like fast like um kind of in this mindset of i have to like take care of myself you know kind of mm. um i don't know I, i'm getting <laughs> really fuzzied up in my head <laughs> but fine. uh i think this movie was so good because it really portrayed these young children as children and i yes. think that's so important and also like it's a very like tragic story but told with so much joy and like yeah. it's so 
there are so many so strong scenes in this that just like portray like honesty like authenticity and genuine friendship yeah. of the girls it's a like really empowering movie i would say for young girls to watch and like just the friendships portrayed oh, so nice if i would have to summarize it in one sentence maybe it's um i would summarize it as it shows how important it is to have someone to really talk to that could be a message maybe i don't know i think what is it for you for me it really definitely showed how children are dependent on big pillars in their life like That's school true. and their parents and you know unfortunately a lot of children lack these supporting pillars in their life and i feel like especially for rox and her little brother um their mom was like the last pillar supporting them although they already with all the missing support that they had um due to just unfortunate events like her father passing away um it really showed how you know once you take one more thing away especially uh, like their mother who was the last supporting piece of their life everything just falls apart and they're kind of standing alone and I trying don't know, to figure it out yeah like these films about childhood and like when children are kind of left alone really <laughs> hit like a very um like deep spot in my heart because i i it just breaks my heart to see children um kind of feeling abandoned and like on their own because that, that's something like no child should have to yeah. go through and yeah it, it was so emotional i yeah i cried so much <laughs> like i could not stop crying even like the happy scenes like were so tragic and just even it showed like not only the stress the unique stress that they were in because of their mother mother's abandonment but also like this normal like situations between children like i i don't know like uh when rocks stole a couple of like um a couple of uh, uh pounds from this one girl and then you know they're like kind of fighting you know yeah and that already put so much stress and you yeah. know that's like the point where Rox was like crying actually yeah and i think you know like the bullying that happened like posting things on social media like saying don't trust this girl it also has the best phone footage i've ever seen in my entire life included in movies like it was so great it really i think that's what um contributed to making the characters feel so real like it included like snapchat stories of instagram the kids, like they're instagram talking about instagram stuff. and stuff and you yeah. can see them like sometimes it's inner cut like um actual i don't know camera shot it's like the phone format yeah. exactly the vertical the vertical shots are included as well and it makes so much sense and it makes it feel so yeah. like it's a really good portrayal of or contemporary like life also i, think. Uh, I don't contemporary know youth. if the actors in it are actually all professional actors so let me tell you about it i watched <laughs> the making of because i was so in love with this movie i think it's such an amazing project and uh, basically what i found out and i'm more than happy to share this information with you um is that they there is two writers um Teresa coco and claire wilson um, and they basically knew that they wanted to sell, tell a story about young Londoners, like mm. young girls in London. They didn't really know yet what kind of story it was that they wanted to tell in particular. Um, but they just went and started searching for 
collaborators on this project, and they casted 1,300 girls in total over the scope of nine months um, and narrowed it down for to like about 60 girls. And they would held um, they would hold workshops with those girls like every week and then sometimes like every like other and the months and stuff like that. And so they narrowed down this group of six girls um, that we end up seeing in the movies. Um, so they really gave them time to bond with each other. And it was really sweet. Like I've watched interviews as well of the two protagonists um, that portray Rox and Sumaya, her best friend which is um, portrayed by Koza Ali and Rock's name. We should mention this as well. Really excellent. Like, I think the acting was so insanely good. I really liked it. Um, that's Bucky Bucray. And um, they stress so much that, like, they felt like so much instantly from the very moment that they met. That Their they really friendship clicked. feels so real. So, so real. real. Yes. And um, I think definitely Samaya. Like, I felt like I had a friend like that at some point, And it really resonated so much with yeah. me like her emotions towards rocks and like you you kind of see like this worry growing inside yeah. of her wanting to help but, but she doesn't really know how. how and she also doesn't want to like be disloyal like yeah. she she doesn't want to like kind of um how do you say it like uh, call her out like oh uh, what's the word i don't know the english word right now <laughs> yeah um, it's going like i'm not Oh my god, English is hard today. English is so difficult. No, but she didn't want to like tell on her kind of no. or like call CPS, which actually ends up happening. Um, yeah. Because basically she's running away. Yeah. Like Rox is taking her little brother, running away. Because CPS is after them? Yeah, and yep. she knows that that's not going to work out in her yeah. favor. She knows that she's probably going to get um, separated from her yeah, brother. Exactly. And I think their relationship actually, the relationship between Rox and her brother Emmanuel was so beautiful. Damn, like... I think oh, definitely Rox had to re like felt the responsibility oh, of absolutely. having to take care of her brother and like now that her mom's gone and like the little brother acts very oblivious throughout the movie but then sometimes he will ask for his mom and when things and says, actually mom, happen yeah. he he shows that he's aware and I he think he knows more than he like lets he, people yeah. on yeah. you know and I think that is very uh, important also because I think a lot of children don't open up about their worries like this. And I think a lot of adults um, underestimate yeah. what their children um, actually no. notice. Yeah. And um, I think like rocks really tried to protect him. protect him so much and like try to put him at ease yeah. as much as possible. And like their relationship was so loving and so beautiful. Oh, so nice. Even talking about it like makes me feel really heavier. Yeah. And actually, like what I wanted to say, um, this is like the friendships that were formed in this movie. That's what the making of said, and all the other videos that I consumed afterwards um, were really real in real mm -hmm. life as well. Mm -hmm. And like they, they call themselves, which is so cute. I think like the big sisters and the little sisters. And the little sisters <laughs> is like all the cast, and the big sisters is the entire crew because it's mm -hmm. all female. Um, and I think that's so beautiful and it's like such an amazing project to support. And it's like, I don't know, like I want to be part of a project like that, you yeah. know, like that's <laughs> so awesome. I really love this take on making a movie like that, you know, to base it kind of hybrid as well, like yeah. on real, um, real, real connections yeah. in real life. I think it's also so important to mention um, 
the take that they have in this movie also about white privilege Absolutely. and yeah. how so many important um, issues are tackled upon yeah you know although agnes which is who is portrayed by ruby stokes is one of brock's friends and she's like one she's one the of only two. white girl actually I would oh say. i thought there was another one but whatever yeah. it doesn't matter um she basically is one of the only like white english girls going to that school and hanging out with them and they're very close friends but it definitely shows how being privileged uh the way agnes is doesn't like it kind of Im impedes her from understanding the struggle that rocks goes mm -hmm. through and ultimately spoilers um she ends up calling cps believing that she's actually helping mm -hmm. rocks which is Something, you know, when you have a great family that supports you, you don't really have to think about what it means to be taken by child protection services. And that it means that Rox and her brother are going to be separated. Yeah. Which is the whole reason why Rox is also running away. Cause she and doesn't going through all the yeah. hardships that she's facing. Yeah. And, um, But they make up in the end. Yeah, they do make which up. Which is very important yeah. because it's like, again, like such a beautiful story of girls supporting girls, which mm -hmm. is not something that you see very often. We talked about this a lot on this podcast before and I really just love it so much. And also, like I said that yesterday as well, like, um, like we're both white and like yeah. we're pretty much represented in every movie that we watch, mm -hmm. you know, so this was not, like we were not the target audience for this one. Yeah. Like this was not meant for us specifically. It's a, I think it's not about us. No, exactly. But like, but I think it's so important that everyone sees this. Yeah, I agree. I want everyone in the world to, to see it. It was so awesome. To really <laughs> under, also understand, you know, because I, 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 I think like, um, you know, these stories are very unheard of in the way that it's mm -hmm. told here mm -hmm. because it it no, it's not just about oh this this poor kid was left by her family it's more about yeah. her and her friendship with her um you know uh, and what kind of a strong girl she is and like how strong she is yeah. and the bonds of family and how you know forgiving i think as well although yeah although you know it was in the end like never cleared up if the mother ever came back or anything but i don't know Th this movie is so moving i think everyone yeah. should watch it and I, again i think this is a great movie to watch with your parents as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but also you can watch it with your friends with anyone really it's, it's with beautiful. anyone it's we watched wonderful. it where at, at film holland, film holland yeah. yeah yeah very very please good go experience. and watch it i really loved it so much And I think maybe the bottom line of the discussion of these two movies is kids are awesome. <laughs> I think that is, we could say that. Yeah. And to relate it to the uh, tragedies of adulthood, I mean, being a kid pushed into these mm -hmm. very adulty um, scenarios are not, it's just tragic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think uh, we have to kind of wrap up. Like, wow, oh we my got God. so. We got How carried are we away for so long. Um, okay, honorable mentions and dishonorable mentions. Really quick, really short. Um, so I watched Cajillionaire. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I think it is something I can recommend it. Go and watch it. And I want to discuss this with someone in depth because I do not know what the fuck I was watching. <laughs> Excuse my words, but like it's also a, a family story, and. Um, 
it's just so random. I don't know what the bottom line is. I don't know mm. what the message is that they wanted to convey. It's very strange to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Well. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not making it very attractive to I'm see. I'm sorry, but like. <laughs> but it can yeah. maybe raise curiosity. I mean, I kind of allow. It's interesting. Now, I, I didn't watch it, by the way. All these honorable mention mentions are going to be about movies that we have seen individually mm -hmm. um but yeah i was kind of against watching Cajillionaire. <laughs> i was not very uh, keen on that idea but i don't know i don't know yeah very to me skeptical. the trailer looked very intriguing but i feel like they t they all the like strong scenes were already included in the trailer yeah. and i think that's kind of unfortunate if that happens it was definitely like visually very um very striking mm -hmm. very interesting that's like in comparison to The Nest, for example, a lot of risks are taken in this yeah. movie. It's very unconventional. Maybe I just didn't get it. Maybe it's Maybe like it's me. Maybe it's just a quirky little movie. I'm just like movie. not elevated yeah. enough to watch it. Maybe that's also the possibility. I don't think that's the... <laughs> um, the fight. <laughs> <laughs> the case. Sorry, yeah. the case. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, I watched Children of Men uh, currently being screened at Lab 111. And... Uh, this movie, I mean, it's a classic. It's from 2006 and it's so fucking good. Like <laughs> this movie, honestly, I often wondered like what would happen if there's no babies anymore being born? And honestly, in my uh, brain, I just see apocalypse and this is exactly what the movie shows. And I think it's very, very good. And it tells a lot about generations and how we kind of want to take care of the world not just for ourselves but also for the people coming after us and that you know how like babies are just a miracle i love babies i really want to watch it <laughs> i've never seen it i love yeah. babies too by the way but um <coughs> this is getting weird um i will definitely uh try to watch definitely it because do. you were really talking about it so many days after you watched yeah. it like every day you kept on bringing it up and i really want to see it yeah. like you really um and the made performance the performances are amazing. Mm -hmm. The way it's told. I mean, you're really fully immersed in that story. That's great. But yeah, moving on to okay. a very... <sighs> this is a dishonorable mention. Yeah. Very dishonorable. <laughs> I am warning you, don't see it. It's not worth it. It's on the rocks. Got insane 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. When I saw that, I was shocked. Rocks... Uh, no, rocks awesome. On the rocks, however... Not worth your time. Um, it's yeah, the 2020 not, Sofia do Coppola not, time. Like, um, Don't mistake, mistake it. <laughs> rocks for on the rocks because rocks very awesome. Again, on the rocks, question garbage. I say oh, garbage. garbage. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like um, this is an Apple production. I blame it on Apple. I say Apple should not get into the movie industry, yeah, and like this is Netflix, why this was a mistake. You know, Netflix does not make the it felt like a Netflix Netflix production. Um, and it's Sofia Coppola, you know, and it stars Bill Murray. So it was highly anticipated. I watched it. I got so mad because just the message that is spread about women. Yeah. <clears throat> this is um, yeah, it's disappointing. Just, it's misogynist yeah. to me, and it's a very flat story, very flat characters. I don't know what it wants to tell me. This is not like about a white old man. I don't need to watch this in twenty twenty. No, thank you. I have had, had enough of it. I was mm -hmm. so disappointed. I got yeah. actually very mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so don't okay, watch that one. Okay. Don't watch it. Well, I will not waste my time on that. Uh, oh, and lastly, um, last but not least, I would say, uh, Weathering With You, uh, it's an anime movie. 
Anime? Do you say that like that? Yeah, anime. I yeah. Um, I watched it with my boyfriend at the at Lab One One One. It's still being screened, and it's uh by the makers of Your Name. So for all the anime fans out there, you definitely know Your <laughs> Name, and we all know how beautiful it is. And I would say Weathering with You. It will also like be tear jerking and beautiful. I mean, the animations are just crazy, but the ending. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is the moral of the story? I w can really tell. So I'm kind of like on a 50-50. Like, it's a great experience. Like, nice to watch and just enjoy, you know, the, um, the images, I would say. But uh, trying to think about the ending just makes my brain melt, kind of. So I don't think too much about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But definitely go watch it if you want to experiment, experiment a little bit and see something new. Um, very enjoyable. So, yeah. All uh, right. Wow, this is the longest episode so far. Yeah. I think we really have to wrap up. <laughs> and we up. only had two movies. Two movies. But they were both so good. Yeah. There was, I could go on and on about them. Um, but yeah, I think this is it for this episode. It was a blast to discuss it with you, Elizabeth. Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Theresa, um, and thank you to the listeners for yes. always being so supportive. Yes. We love you guys so yes. much. <laughs>